0: Welcome back to the Adcast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your chicken who escaped the chicken run. <laughs> Renu. Right
1: oh, okay. All right. I'm the chicken that died so that Why? all the other chickens could escape the chicken Whoa. nest.
0: It's dark.
1: Yep. I I I you know, I I didn't write an intro here. <laughs> because I thought I would just let you surprise me and you really did. <laughs> I'm really surprised.
0: <laughs> this week at stands for Absolute Territory because we will be wrapping up the winter 2019 anime season.
1: Jesus Christ, it's just, it feels like it's been forever.
0: Yeah. It's been a long season, but more like because a lot of things have happened in our lives, I guess. <laughs>
1: that's, that's true. I actually went back and looked at this, and apparently, usually between seasonal episodes, like between start and end, we have three or so episodes. But this mm. time we had four, which mm. doesn't sound like a lot, but that's two whole weeks, at least. That is
0: two whole weeks, yeah.
1: Like, arguably three.
0: Mm-hmm. So but, yep. thankfully, we're on time this time with the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, somehow, somehow we managed to just get it, which <laughs> I'm surprised about.
0: Yeah, we got the bread.
1: We got that bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get started, what have you been up to? Uh,
1: I have been up to variable amounts of things, uh, aside from the normal amount of things that I do, which is lots of Granblue Fantasy. And school, amongst mm-hmm. other things, mm-hmm. uh, I have gone to many grocery stores this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of a fun story. But my uh, my friend has a very specific brand of oat milk that she likes, and that I think is quite well known at this point. Uh, that the the sort of shortage of of oatly oat milk. Uh, is is kind of a, uh, a, a problem that's beginning to sweep the continental United States. Um, and normally it's stocked in like Whole Foods, but we went to Whole Foods and it wasn't there because everybody had specifically bought just that brand of oat milk. There was tons of other oat milk left, but that brand was not there it was as if it had been picked clean from the shelves like like vultures (laughs) and that was you know disappointing uh because it's good oat milk it's it's i think it's like swedish and imagine the
0: hole in the shelf like it it really, hole. it really
1: was just like a hole straight in the shelf, like just all the way, all the way back, and everything else uh, around it was like bountiful and plentiful. Right, and, right. Yeah, and that was like okay, sure. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I, think we went back to that Whole Foods like two or three days later for some, for some reason. I don't remember why. Yeah. But we'd also gone to I think like Costco twice in the week because uh, one time my my friend Dan took us. And then the next time I had to go after I got my prescription updated so that I could get new glasses so that I wouldn't have to wear glasses that I had to super glue around.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: <laughs> and then also we, we went to a lot of other grocery stores looking for this oat milk amongst other shopping. Yeah. And it's just like... What am I doing with my life? <laughs>
0: I Like,
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: No, yeah, I, I completely I, understand what you mean.
1: <laughs> I've taken my car out almost every day. Almost every day. Like, I think five out of seven days this week to go to grocery
0: stores. Yeah. Um,
1: amongst other things. Like, I had to, I had to drive... Like uh, forty minutes to get to um, the healthcare center so that I could get my prescription updated. Right. Uh, but on the bright side, I I now have glasses somewhere on the way, probably. Uh, okay. Thanks, thanks Costco.
0: Thanks Costco.
1: And that'll be that'll be nice. I'm I'm looking forward to it because like I got some some glasses that are like a little bit a little bit zestier than the ones I have on right now. Um, Zesty. <laughs> There's a little bit of uh, a little bit of personality to them. But my
0: main concern is if
1: they'll actually fit on my face comfortably Uh, or not. And mm. that's like, that's the biggest concern for me. But I mean, what can you do? I guess I'll just push my glasses up forever. No. Yeah. And then uh, after all that grocery shopping, and I, I do mean like, a lot of grocery shopping We went to like a local grocery store we went to um a Trader Joe's we went to that Whole Foods twice we went to that uh, the Costco I mean obviously the Costco is not going to have Oatly oat milk but worth a shot and sure what happened yesterday was we uh we decided well we could just make like chicken karaage Mm. and and that was the only day that actually worked for for both of us. So we just did that. Like, we just made chicken karage and watched Overwatch League and drank beer, and it was a good old time. Nice. I ate so much chicken. I wanted to take, like, a six-hour nap after I ate all that chicken, <laughs> but I couldn't because I had to play D&D right after, so, you know.
0: Oh. It's
1: okay. It worked out. It worked out.
0: i mean you got sleep eventually i
1: did i did i've 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 had a decent amount of sleep this weekend Oh, which is uh nice i've so i've also been um you know somewhat related to sleep but i've also been looking into going part-time uh for school because you can do that in your in your last quarter here and i have enough credits where it as long as I don't utterly, completely bomb my, my two classes this quarter, uh, I can drop my third one.
0: Oh, and you'd still have enough credits to graduate.
1: Yeah, because I have 177 before this quarter. I need 180, and I'm taking 13, but I could knock it down to 10. Oh. So, yeah, it would be doable. It would that be means- highly, highly doable. Yeah. And it'd be it'd be nicer for me cuz like I it, it would mean that I didn't have to worry about something. Even though like it's not like a hard class but I do have to do it and think about it and be there on campus and I would rather just spend that time doing other things.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, like Grand Blue fan. Okay, no, I I actually uh-huh. mean that. I actually <laughs> I actually mean that I would need that time to like read because I have quite quite a bit of reading to do still between my two yeah. classes. Because one of them is my capstone class, and one of them is my uh, Korean War literature and film class, which is really interesting. Mm. Yep, I read a, I read a two hundred forty page book by Bruce Cummings about the Korean War, and it was really good. It was also 240 pages long and I had to do it in like four days.
0: Bro <laughs> Yeah,
1: it just you know, it just kinda be like that sometimes. Uh. It
0: just
1: it just kinda do be like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's
1: okay. It's okay. Uh, I did it. Sort okay. of. I I I actually did not finish the last like four pages. So I have to still go back and do that, but like it's like four pages. It's not, it's not <laughs> <a few
0: minutes. laughs> They're gonna be, like the four pages that mean the world, and you'll have well, missed no, the it's entire just, it's point just, of the book. I mean, <laughs> I, I
1: skimmed, I skimmed them, right? Like I, I skimmed okay. the pages, and it's like it's just wrap up. It's just like
0: sure, this is yeah, the conclusion
1: yeah. that we are coming, that uh, I'm coming to as a historian, because I'm, and it's the point he's been making throughout the whole book. So, yeah, yeah. the The point being that, uh, you know, the Korean War, despite not having a large cultural presence in in the United States, visibly. Uh, is responsible for the modern configuration of the police state uh, at home and abroad. Interesting. It's very interesting, yeah, because basically what happened was, and I'll I'll keep this brief. I'll, I'll keep this as brief as possible. <laughs> to summarize because, this
0: entire 240-page book, NVD.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, at least from a U.S. standpoint, because you know there's a lot else to go into. Uh, yeah, uh, in, in the sort of Korean perspective, but yeah, from a from a, a U.S. perspective. You know, after World War II, we just had a bunch of weapons factories that did nothing but make weapons. And then, yes. obviously, our economy was going to take a dip because there was no one left to fight. So we decided, well, what if we just like, don't declare war anymore and we just, you know, be the world's police? Which, I mean, is familiar to most people at this point that that's a yeah. thing that happens. But it, right. it is a thing that started in the Korean War uh, most mm. prominently it is it is the most responsible for the current configuration of the united states as a war economy interesting yep and you know there's lots of other things to to think about there in terms of like capitalism
0: yeah that thing and, that you yep. love
1: yep the thing that i love to dunk on all the time <laughs> okay <laughs> That's that's pretty much all I've been up to that I can remember, because again, I just forgot to write things down, and I guess it's just not going to come to me until like three days after we record the episode. I'll be like, oh, no, I should <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> what have you been up to?
0: I have been up to a lot of work. I My current project at work has a really short deadline, and Oof. so... Yeah, so making an animation in two weeks is really not fun, (laughs) so that's what I'm in the middle of right now, and uh, I mean, we hear a lot about, like, crunch in the gaming industry and stuff, but it happens in a lot of, basically all creative studios that, you know, it just happens, you know, so (laughs) that's kind of what I'm in the middle of right now, so if I'm a little tired in the IRLs, it's because of that, but I am very ginky today so because I slept that's, so much that's last night <laughs>
1: that's good
0: <laughs> yeah um other than that today I was like I was feeling kind of down on myself and mm. um but shortly before like as I was driving home I I remembered I had just gotten some donuts and the lady who uh rang me out at the at the cash register um one of the donuts was apparently like a special kind or whatever and it wasn't part of like their little half dozen deal but she discounted it anyway for me and Aww. i was like man these small acts of kindness really can just carry a person through you know <laughs> so that's that's what i was reflecting on today is that these just 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 be kind You know, wherever you can, people. (laughs) Because you never know how it'll brighten someone's day. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's basically it. I have also been doing a lot of convention prep because I have a convention next weekend. I will be going to Anime Boston. So, that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, that's basically
1: it. Wow, short and sweet. Yeah. Short and sweet.
0: Yeah, so we could talk about anime.
1: <laughs> which is funny because I don't think that there's like a ton to talk about this time around. All things I, considered. Uh,
0: yeah, all things considered. And I think that's okay because we had a couple that were like super awesome and then yeah. uh, we had some that we had fun with, and then that, I mean, that's it. That's that's good.
1: I mean it was a much it was a much quieter season than the season's last year, which is I mean, that's not, that's not saying anything bad about this year. It's just we're talking about how ridiculously good last year was in terms of anime.
0: Yeah, we had so much trouble keeping up.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this time around, there was some stuff that I like, kind of wanted to watch, but you know I didn't feel the compulsion necessarily to, to keep up with at the cost of other things that I could be doing. Exactly, yep. And then last year was just sort of a juggle fest, and it was just like constantly... Trying to figure out what's even happening. And you'll have to mm. excuse me that, like, I'm I am a little bit sick, I think. I woke up, yeah, like, again. the last couple <laughs> days with uh, a sore throat that usually passes. Here's the thing is, I don't know if it's actually because I'm sick or if it's because the allergies are really ramping up now that it's, like, a little bit warmer. Like, it mm. just suddenly is, like, 10 degrees warmer every day for no reason. Mm. It just yeah, kind of be like I, that. I don't
0: know. I, uh, when spring actually transitioned here and the pollen was everywhere, that's when my allergies hit, but now it's been a couple weeks since then and it's been fine, but I mean, you live in a different part of the world than I do, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have no clue.
0: Yeah, I might just be sick, but, I mean, yeah. it happens. You're, you're just going to be eternally sick, like you'll have a couple episodes where you're not sick, and then you'll just be sick the rest of the time, and it'll be a great podcasting which, time which is, for you.
1: <laughs> which is weird, because normally I, I don't really get sick that often, but it feels like over the course of the podcast, I have been sick like an abnormal
0: amount of times. Yes, you have. <laughs> it's because you're not taking care of yourself, Sue, had I keep nagging you, and you don't Ugh. do it. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I don't uh. uh. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about anime.
0: Anime! And not about my
1: dying body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so first, we have Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. <laughs>
1: yes, Mob Psycho. Oh
0: my god. They continue to boggle me with their animation like i can't deal with this
1: (laughs) yeah i mean mob psycho season one is really really good Mm -hmm. but season two also just knocks it out of the park it's actually ridiculous how good it is following season one
0: right and it was interesting because at first i wasn't entirely sure where they were gonna go with the story like uh because like season one was so solid in terms of like where they were like like it felt very compact you know in terms mm-hmm. of how they went about the story and season two it was a little more loosey-goosey but then it started really coming around because they were like yeah hardcore delving into mob's development since season one and i loved it so much like it was such a good culmination of everything that had happened right since the past season I
1: think I think the first episode is going to be a little bit like it's going to throw people off a little bit coming exactly. from season 1 because yeah. it's it's like the cool down episode, you know, the reintroduction yep, episode. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. because the first part of season 2 is so heavily focused on like this character development and mm-hmm. not not necessarily the like you know, psychic stuff. It's it's really more about you know mob is as a person as a character yes growing yes. which is really good and you don't you don't I, I think the reason that it uh the first episode comes off a little bit like weird is because it, it you have no way of knowing that that's what they're what they're gonna do but once you're in exactly. the middle of it you can you recognize that that's happening mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it happens like really like the progression of it is really good
0: yes yeah, yeah, you um, have to kind of just like go with it in the beginning, and and not not in the sense of like it's bad, but just be like like because you're wondering where they're going with it, right? Yeah. And then as yeah. as it develops, you're like, oh, that's where they went with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should you should definitely like don't expect the high of like the end of season one. No, just just expect like like the beginning of Mob Psycho 100. Right? Like you yeah. know, it's it's. We're, we're we're following the progression again. There's a little bit of a jump from the end of season one to the beginning of season two, and I think that's the case with a lot of season twos because you have to do this reintroduction work, and it's just naturally between arcs you're gonna have a little bit of a lull. Uh, but yes, I promise you if you if you stick with it, it's it's gonna be so rewarding. And I don't yes. want to like I don't want to delve too deep into Mob Psycho uh, no. right now because. Uh, we do want to do an episode about Mob Psycho uh, and One Punch Man and just like one in like general. just
0: one in general, yeah.
1: But yeah, I, I think it's... Mob Psycho 100 is like... One of the most uh, incredible things about it to me is that it feels so different from like anything. Like it feels different from Shonen Action. It feels different from uh, just... Like it, it's so unique and, and part of that is because of the uh the nature of it being just like a webcomic that one dude put together but you really get a sense of who one is as a person and and what he what he thinks because yeah. you know at the end of the day like the core ethos of mob psycho is that you know you have to be a kind person and like you have to adjust to to live in society and you just have to like just just because you have power doesn't mean you have to lord it over other people. Mm. So, I'm I'm really happy with season 2. I think I'm it's so happy. it's incredible. And like just from the just from the like animation standpoint too, it's boy, they flex <gasps> so hard on they this
0: flexed. one. They
1: flexed. Like <laughs> It might be one of the hardest flexes in, <laughs> a, in a in a serialized like seasonal anime yeah. that is like, you know, a, a televised anime, right? Yeah. I, I struggle to think of literally anything else that is that is like a a, ter- a televised like episodic anime mm-hmm. that has animation as good and as consistently baller. As Waller. Mob Psycho 100. I, I legitimately yeah. think that it is, like, mind-blowingly amazing.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: like, no. there are shows that have, like, really great shots and, like, amazing, like, Sakuga. But Mob Psycho is just so consistently good about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's... And I love... I I think, like, just, like, pairing the amazing animation with one's writing is just so... yeah. It makes it something else because I think he could have easily gone on the path of like having like the formulaic like because he has the formula there, right? Where you got mob and you got Reagan, you got all these like factors that would make for like a good like sitcom ish kind of situation where the characters barely develop. And yet he goes in the direction he, he never forgets all these experiences that mob is going through and how they build on his character and it just comes through in such a big way that when these big animation explosive battles happen you're really there for it because it's it's really an expression of these ideals that he's been that his characters have been pursuing the, the entire time right or that they've been changed by so
1: yeah it is it's, super
0: super rewarding
1: all of all of one stuff is very character focused in yeah. in a really great way like yeah. even even one punch man and i think I think at this point, it's it's safe to say that Mob Psycho is going to be and probably will just always be better than One Punch Man. Even though One Punch Man is is incredible, right? It's it's really good. You know, second season notwithstanding. Yeah.
0: You it's, haven't seen it yet.
1: I know we haven't seen it <laughs> yet. I hear I hear that the actual show is. Better than the trailer was. That's
0: what I'm it, saying. Why are you judging off of the, the trailer? It's just confusing
1: <laughs> as to why they would cut the trailer that way. Because normally when you cut a trailer, you put the, the nice exciting bits in. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, a lot of... The thing is that a lot of the reason One Punch Man and Mob Psycho are good is, is the writing. But a- another part of the reason... Like, another reason is because one actually is... Despite not being like a technically proficient artist in in the sense of like you know I learned to draw, and i I, I know proportions and stuff right it's mm-hmm. It's a very kind of um home home brew uh style, but yes. if you actually look at the panels from the original comics that these these shows come from. A lot of the storyboarding is actually done by one in indirectly, mind you, because his framing is so good. Like, mm. he understands composition and mm. movement in a, in a way that is not necessarily immediately apparent from just looking at the art. Right. Like, just, just from the art, like, proficiency, technically proficient. Right. But the actual, like, understanding of, of composition and flow, which are, you know, much harder things to actually teach right
0: right right
1: those things he actually understands really well and if you go back and look at some of the panels amazing yeah if you actually go back and look at some of the panels they're actually really really good Uh, and he does a lot of stuff with his limited uh, ability to draw and that's not to say that his art hasn't gotten much better it really really has has.
0: yeah Yeah, he's he's been getting so good
1: So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's only natural that his his power level is is just going to increase from here, considering Bro. that he's he's kind <laughs> of already got the the hard stuff down.
0: Yes. Yeah, Mob,
1: Mob Seiko. really good, really good. It's super yeah. unique. Uh, I, I honestly think it's like in my top three anime at this point. Like,
0: oh yeah, ar- arguably,
1: sure. arguably vying for for spot number one. Oh. <laughs> Like it's 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 a show that's very important to me. I, I think it's very important yes. that it is about you know somebody who's who's very very powerful, but doesn't really know how to handle their powers, doesn't really know how to you know uh, socialize, doesn't really know how to to talk to people. But he's like you know still trying his best, and above all else, like the lessons that he learns, you know, from his from his uh, for the people around him, from his family. Um, you know, it's it's just like you should just be a kind person. And that is more important as you get more power, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's such a it's such a vastly different thing from any other shonen series. Yeah. So Mop Psycho, definitely watch mm-hmm. it. Like I
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I, I will I will hands down recommend this to anybody at least at least once, right? Yeah. I will, it might not be your cup of tea, but I still I still recommend watching it. Yeah. Because it might be. It might be. Mm
0: hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's, next let's talk we about have... the Promise
1: Neverland. Yeah. Let's talk about the Promise Neverland. Chicken Run the yeah. anime.
0: Chicken Run.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, did those chickies run.
0: They ran. <laughs> boy, did those chickies run. Oh, oh my God. I. Oh my god, so this series is so, like, it from, from like an action story kind of perspective, I think it's so successful, because in other series that are kind of like this, where you have a situation where characters are trapped in a place, they literally spend the entire series trying to, like, get out, basically, or they're dealing yeah. with the situations within the location that they're in, but... As the series progresses and the pace that it's going, it never like stops moving forward, right? Where well, you don't have any part where you feel like, "Ugh, I mean, blah, like 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 oh, they're just doing filler or whatever." Like you can tell as uh, like how with how quickly that the series is progressing that this author from the get-go has built an entire world. It's not just this little location. This little location is just the starting point. And I think that's so exciting because I have no idea what's going to happen next.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting to like this anime. And, yeah. Or as much as I did, at least. And Exactly. I think that's, like, that's true for many, many shows, but this one was really engaging in, in a mm-hmm. way that I wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it it on one hand is sort of like that. Um, it it feels very much like an American young adult novel, like something that yes. I would read in like high school or middle school, where right, it's like, oh, yeah. the children have to escape the farm. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I, the
1: act the actual intricacies of it are really yes. well well executed.
0: Yes, I I I think about this and I compare it to things that we have released nowadays for young adults in in that vein, kind of like. Uh, uh, like Maze Runner or like all that right, kind of yeah. stuff that's been coming on in the past couple of years. And, and it is it is like that where they spend like the entire movie trying to like get out of this place or deal with the threats or whatever. And then when the final reveal happens at the end, it's like, it's almost a letdown, right? Yeah. And then I, I love how this series goes because it feels like with the other ones that they kind of didn't have the entire world built. Kind of thing like like you get that sense of like oh they they have a vague idea like oh the government was behind it the whole time or whatever but they don't actually like delve into the intricacies of it in a way that like that would propel the story forward at an appropriate pace as opposed to this like series where they have a have such a solid understanding of where these characters are coming from because they know what these characters have been doing since birth. Right. But then also they know what the characters taking care of these characters have been doing since birth and so on and so forth. And they have the entire system in place so that it's solid by the time that you get the reveal at the end that, oh, there's so much more going on outside of these kids and you are so excited to learn more as opposed to like a really like a disappointing letdown like oh the government was behind the question mark or there's something else going on and then they end the movie and you're like mother -er." effort i I
1: think i think one of the the greatest strengths of the promised neverland is Mm -hmm. the way that it sets up expectations and then like subverts them and yeah it does this constantly but in yeah. ways that you still don't expect all the time right like yeah. i promise there's at least one twist in the show uh that that you'll be like oh wow like yeah. at least and at least one i think right, for right most exactly
0: people. and it's it's interesting because it's not an unfair twist because they do she the, the author does lay down the breadcrumbs, right? right the, yeah. the clues are there. And if you're paying attention and if you're paying attention to the character's reactions, then you can, if you're analyzing carefully enough, you can think of, oh, maybe this is what's going to happen. And then sure enough, the reveal will happen. And either you've been paying attention or you haven't been, but either way, the twist will happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other, the other really great part about The Promised Neverland is... The fact that it sets up antagonists really well mm-hmm it it and and I think that might be like that's i think one of the greatest faults of many of these young adult fiction pieces
0: yes, yes, I think one of the
1: greatest faults of of these like young adult novel types, these like dystopian escape fiction yes is. That it never bothers to set up characters that, like, it never, it never bothers to set up real characters as antagonists, I think.
0: Yes.
1: A lot of the time, it's like, you know, the, the problem is the system and all the villains are, you know, complicit in it and Mm -hmm. they're never really developed beyond that. And that's not to say that, like, and I know we, like, talk a lot about, you know, uh, Villains should have complicated motives and, and, you know, should be morally ambiguous many, most of the time. But, like, there are times when you want very simple, straightforward antagonists. Yes. And you don't need, like, a whole backstory, right? Like, like Kingpin in, in Spider-Verse, right? Yes. Very very not complicated. Very right. evil, for sure. that's what it sure. reminded
0: me of, is, is when we saw the backstory for the main antagonist in Promised Neverland for this first season, the main antagonist for this first season. Yeah. I was instantly reminded of, of how they did the backstory for Kingpin because it was exactly... The amount of information that you needed. No right. more, no less. Exactly the perfect amount. And I was so blown away. I was just like, this person knows exactly what they're doing when they're writing these characters. and <laughs> Yeah. The story. It, it really yeah.
1: sets up the motivations for the character and yeah. also sets up why, why they would, you know, be an antagonist. But it, yep. it doesn't. Like, even, it doesn't even begin to say, like, well, you should feel bad for this character. You're like, no. well, yeah, o- like, obviously, we should all feel bad for, like, the system being terrible and yes. rigged. But, yes. like, you know, you don't feel, you you don't feel, like, you know, morally torn, right? You just no. feel like, well, that's just sad.
0: Yeah, it's right? just sad because it's it's, like, this person clearly had a decision to make. And they had options available to them, even if, you know, the, the system would rob them of, you know, like, basically, it's set up in a way that, that's set up against the character and pushes them toward making a wrong decision. But as you can see in the, the differences between the protagonist and the antagonist of the series, like there there was option there were options available they they could have taken the harder route but it would have been the morally i guess quote-unquote good route right as opposed to the 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 one that they did take which is why they're the antagonist right like it's just such a classic setup that they carried out so well
1: yeah I, i think one of the one of the best things about it is that the uh like from a thematic standpoint it it really sort of demonstrates this this cycle of, of abuse.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: It's, it's really important to look at it because, you know, it, it is what... It, like, we can see the reproduction of violence, right, with with Isabella. Yes. We can see that the reason she is the way that she is is yes. because she was raised by people who were like that. And yep. when she was offered, you know, a, a hand and, and like, mm-hmm. uh, a way out, right, mm-hmm. you know, she had to take it. And obviously... yes. You know, we see through this, this, like, sort of montage that we get that, you know, she had to be ruthless to do this. Yes. And, and you know, the fault is, of course, somewhat with her, you know, a lot with the system. But at yes. the same time, you know, it's, like, you understand why someone who has so few options would do that and why they can't exactly.
0: see any yep. other
1: possible um yep. way forward. hmm Right? Yep. Like one of the one of the best scenes is the absolute like juxtaposition of that moment where she's standing on, on the wall between yes. when the others are standing on the wall. Because like
0: yes.
1: you can see the moment where, you know, some of these kids never Gave up, yeah, and and the point at which some did, you know, they mm-hmm. looked in into the abyss, and some mm-hmm. saw a way out, and some didn't, yeah, and and I think that's that, that's really important, right? It's like you know you can't necessarily blame this character a hundred percent, but you you like just sh- like right, like there is stuff that you can still do even though it's hard, and like it's such a well, it's such, it's so well done as to you know like because you you can't feel right saying like well you should have just done this or this or this right
0: exactly yeah like she
1: has no choice she, and and she from her own perspective has no choice
0: yeah from her own perspective right it was the only choice that she could make but then you see well it wasn't be and and, and that is proven by the protagonist of the series right and uh, and and yeah. i think
1: you know to that point one of the the best things about you know the um the sort of, like, juxtaposition of of these two generations of of people is, you know, if you look at the way that uh, it it works, you know, she doesn't tell anybody what she knows. You know, she's Mm -hmm. just like, what if I just, like, go it alone? And when it gets to the other kids, you know, Emma is so adamant. She's so adamant about not leaving anyone behind.
0: Yes.
1: And that ends up being, like the most important thing.
0: Yeah, that ends up being her strength is that she ends up trusting the other children and doesn't keep them in the dark the entire time and that's what ultimately leads to their success. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. I love the dynamic <laughs> that they had and uh yeah. and you could see and you could see how how Isabella was trying to perpetuate that cycle by basically crafting Emma into another her right into another mama and you oh i love that tension oh my god (laughs) because you could see like how much she was like flexing her abilities as a mama on on onto emma in terms of like i have the power to just like uh freaking break your legs (laughs) and i can do all this and that and keep you under my thumb and just like like just submit you know kind of thing and and submit basically submit like i did it was 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 her thing and then uh you could see how pleased she was when norman came back from the wall Uh because he did exactly what she had what well she believed that he went through the same exact experience that she did And it almost, in a sense, justifies her because she's like, well, obviously that would happen because that's what happened to me. And that's what the cycle is all about. I'm just another cog in the machine kind of thing. Like these kids are just wasting their time because I also wasted my time. Uh, Yeah. And and, and you get to see this. It it really is like such a fascinating, like really quite well done in-depth look on this kind of abuse of, well... This is why abusees become abusers, right
1: right and and you know to to the point also like if if you look at her motivations, you know uh, at the end of the day, her motivations are on some level what she considers love, you know yes, it's like she's doing this to to protect them in her mind, yes, she's doing this to uh, you know make them happy, but at the end of the day, she's still like controlling them, she's not giving them a choice,
0: right. Because yep.
1: she she didn't have a choice growing up, and so yep. it is. It's really interesting seeing like the way that it it doesn't absolve her of of her actions, but does generate understanding and empathy for her uh, for her position. While at the same time, like knowing why she couldn't get any farther than she could because she was so self reliant, she was so self focused that mm-hmm. it ended up being her detriment.
0: Yep, it's true.
1: Yeah, and yeah. like, oh man, I, I will say that there are. I don't. I don't. I don't think I necessarily agree with every shot that they direct. Like the director did. Um, no.
0: The yeah. Direct, there were so, some that were very strange. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the um, and I, I think the, the, it got a little bit better as as the actual show went on. Oh, some of the yes, earlier yes, shots were like really. It I did. think they were trying a yeah. lot of things and seeing yes, what worked. Yes,
0: they were definitely experimenting. Um, yeah.
1: Which I'm I'm grateful for. Uh, the yes, director, Ma- yes. Yeah. The director um, Mamoru Kanbe is actually uh, I I looked this up, okay. and uh, he is the director of Sora no Woto, which I actually really liked a lot. I mm. I don't I feel like I don't meet a lot of people who have like seen it, but I actually think it's a really great show about something that's set in a world about something else. Okay. Because it's like, a, it's like a slice of life like Moe Blob anime girls doing cute anime things show, but it's set in a world that is like post-apocalyptic and even though uh. you're in like a little like, what looks like a little European hamlet, like a little like Italian village or whatever, it, yeah. there are like spider tanks and lasers and, mm. uh, and a, a, an, an encroaching desert that consumes mm. everything past a certain point and like mm. You know, they're also soldiers. They're outposted mm-hmm. on like a, on, on the, the edge of the world where nobody ever actually goes. Right. But they're still soldiers. And it eventually wraps around. And this is all to say that I love this show. Uh, I think it does some really great things with subtle world building. But mm. it feels a lot like. Um, uh, what was that? Well, Girls Last Tour. It feels a lot like. Mm, yeah. What's the other one? It kind of feels like Kimono Friends a little bit. I haven't actually watched it, but I hear that's generally what that's about. Okay. Um it's ki- you know what it's kind of like. Actually, it's like the it's like the the lore of Splatoon, which is about the post apocalypse where like squid people are the dominant life forms, and every every human <laughs> every human has drowned in the like you know surfacing of the ocean after global warming Holy or crap. something. Yeah, it's actually like really dark.
0: What the heck, like, Nintendo? <laughs> but yeah,
1: I, I love it. I love it. I think that's really neat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the direction of it is I will say interesting. And I'm I'm glad that yeah. they decided to take some risks. Some of the shots yes. I d- I don't agree with at all. I think they're a little no. bit weird. They drag on a little bit too long, but yes. it gets a lot tighter as the show goes on.
0: It does, it does. I think I think because it seems like it might be maybe one of their first forays into a horror-esque anime. That they were right. trying out different things that they might have seen in other instances. Like, you know, that kind of 3D, like, slow yeah. walk kind of thing. to like, yeah, build a lot tension, of these, But a lot of the perspective yeah. <laughs> shots,
1: I think, were meant to build yeah. tension.
0: Exactly, but they just kind of ended up dragging things down. And I think they recognize that, um, which is good. Because they kind of start doing it better later on, or they take it out completely. Like, the ideas that didn't work. So, right. I hope that they keep moving forward in that direction in terms of like a positive like properly building tension letting letting the characters do their thing and that that in itself the story in itself builds tension
1: <laughs> boy does it boy does it yeah
0: yeah i i, I, I think yeah, it's I,
1: I think it's really hard to do horror in anime but oh, yeah this does a really good job of at least setting up psychological tension yes and i love i love the way that the characters are at odds with each other like constantly
0: oh even constantly even if they're even yes. if they're on the
1: same team right yes. there's always there's always a tension between yes. you know these conflicting ideals and like you know who said what and you know who's who's actually on our side and i love i love that you know the I, I, <laughs> there's so many like moments where you're just like oh wow look at them being so this is just so sneaky and then like isabel's like ah you thought you thought nah <laughs> i knew i knew it i knew all this yeah but then you're like yeah of course they,
0: they, yeah yeah of course but also like they the way that they frame a lot of shots in this anime is like they frame it from the perspective of someone is watching them and right, i yeah. love that <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'll, the directing is actually really strong aside from yeah. some of these like really weird like Yeah, aside from like, the
0: random kind of like I, I think
1: I think a lot of it is like CG flexing. I think they're just like we have some extra yeah. CG budget. Do you want to do this? Oh uh, sure. Yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it is really good. The promise and <laughs> is really really good. I'm really looking forward to another season of it. I oh I want to know God, what I'm happens. I'm so
0: excited. Yeah. Oh, I I mean
1: And this isn't even to, like, get into, like, Sister Crone, who is, like, a really, really interesting character in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's such a contrast from Isabella, and she shows us, like, what the other, like, mamas could look like and and can be. And also, like, I love that she tried to play Isabella and the kids, and she lost to both of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's like you said, I love how the different, like, approaches and ideals of all of these characters spring to life, and, cla- like, like they, they are constantly at odds with each other in a way that feels so fulfilling, because I think it's so easy in these kinds of, like, thriller kind of uh, stories where you as an audience member are like, well, why didn't they do this, or why didn't they do that, or, you know, that kind of thing, like, constantly, like, Like, being like, why didn't you approach it from this perspective? But they so thoroughly explore different perspectives, all meshing together in this one, like, centralized conflict. And I think that's so good.
1: Yeah. It's also, like, really good. And and this is a sign that the directing is good, too. Yeah. Is that it's, um, it's very, very good about telling you things, like, showing you things without telling them to you. Like especially with with Isabella's flashbacks, when you know she hears Ray singing that song, right? Like that's yes. such a good moment, and the like absolute abject horror on her face is yes. so well done. And then it makes you understand why Ray is so special and why yeah. you know he gets to you know have this relationship with her, and mm-hmm. it's. Like, you know, there's some contrivances in like, well, you know, he has this thing where like he can remember things from when he was a fetus, right? But they but because of the way the rest of the story is set up, it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like it's just like pulled out of nowhere. It just feels like it's right. just a part of, of of the world. You know, it feels like this right. is naturally like it, it kind of feels like, you know, it's not like you're making things appear out of nothing. You've always had the, the ace up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. And watching characters like try to mind game each other in a consistent way is really really like cool
0: yeah (laughs) like i can't wait to see what other characters and things that this author has up their sleeve because holy cannoli (laughs) i'm super
1: curious to see where it goes from here because i don't i don't know what's gonna happen from here yeah and I don't know, and I, 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 probably, I probably will at some point go back and, and read the manga so that I, I, yeah. will, I will be able to know and I won't have to wait like three years. But <laughs> I'm, the reason I'm curious is because like, well, I, like, I just, where do we go from here, right? Like right. The, the tension of the first season is, is ostensibly done
0: right it's it's no it's interesting because they the author has been careful to set up those those again those breadcrumbs, right, so we we know that there are some hints of of the outside world that there's someone out there who's actually trying to help these kids first of all through the books, and then we also have the knowledge of how the compound is set up. you know that the kids aren't actually out of the compound, you know that they're still in it, they just escaped one part of it and you also know that there is a security system set up and basically how it's set up and where uh and also some, some parts that ray remembers from from you know his his early memories in terms of like how how things are going mm-hmm. uh in terms of like where the main base or whatever is so there are elements there and i'm i'm excited because the world is is just going to open up for them and i think I, I have a lot of confidence that the author isn't gonna pull like a ruby or whatever, <laughs> right? Oh god, where, please where God. They no. open up the world and they don't really know where to put th- where uh. what the world is. Cause it feels to me that the author knows exactly what the world is and so they're just gonna just move the story along. <laughs> like like they've outlined everything and they're just moving the story along.
1: Yeah. I've I've been yeah. I've I've been assured it's good. So yeah. Maybe maybe I'll go back and read it sometime.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I am yeah. curious. I want to know. Yeah, it's 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 great. You want to talk about Doro? <laughs> no, so about so about Doro. Yeah, so Doro is actually continuing. First off, um, yeah. But I'm glad <laughs> because it's good. Yeah, it's I really love good. The show. <laughs> the party's not over. Sue. Party
1: party's not a party's not over. <laughs> I'm still dancing.
0: You're still dancing. <laughs> yeah uh so dororo as we said at the beginning of the of our of our winter 2019 intro is about boy who got sacrificed to some demons and now he's trying to get his booty back and he looks freaking cool doing it because he's got sword limbs and it's amazing
1: (laughs) Listen by the by the end of this series he's gonna have all his limbs back he won't have sword limbs anymore he'll just have a I sword. I know
0: what will he do? He's just gonna fight with actual swords. I know,
1: weird. <laughs> yeah, Dora is really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're 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 plugging along that Osama Tezuka plot line, so I'm I'm interested in seeing where it'll go because it seems like they're they're intent on going through the whole story. I don't know actually how long the entire story is. but
1: I'm not sure yeah. either. I, I do think that there's like... It, it, it's actually surprisingly... And I don't know how much of this is the work of, of the enemy team, but it, it's surprisingly like not grating. Because I feel like it, there's a very real possibility for, for certain things from certain eras to be... Like, it doesn't gel with the sensibilities of of our time. And so they become a little bit, like, if you can't enjoy it for its, like, camp value, then it it becomes, like, kind of grating to watch. You know, it's like, you could watch the 1980s Transformers television show,
0: and (laughs) it would probably
1: be something.
0: (laughs) But, like, I I I wouldn't they no they 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 i feel like have done a very sensible job of like injecting like modern day like sensibilities in terms of like pacing and and storytelling and things like that into I, into this work
1: i mean i i will say i do think that there there's a very real possibility that there's there are some timeless qualities to the the story elements of Dororo. because you know oh yeah there's 100%. There's, yes. there's obviously yes. a reason why you know Osamu yes. Tezuka is is considered like the god of manga right
0: yes yes I I I believe so but I feel like if the like if they were to literally just adapt it like straight like panel for panel whatever uh, same kind of pacing same everything that it would feel very like you know 80s or whatever right it wouldn't feel like, like the pacing might be, feel awkward at times, or maybe it's too fast, too slow, whatever. Uh, and I feel like they've done a good job of, like... They just made a good adaptation, I, think, I feel like, for this time period. Considering that they're adapting something from an earlier time period that's based on an even earlier time period, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, anyway, it's continuing. I'm excited. Uh, if you liked like the beginning of Dororo. I'm pretty sure you'll like the rest of it cuz it doesn't change all that much from like, you know,
1: <laughs> how yep. it
0: starts. It in just terms continues of, like how it feels. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think it's setting up
1: some interesting stuff.
0: Yes. I'm it is.
1: curious to see where it goes from here cuz it yes. is it is beginning to set up this um tension between uh, uh Hyakimaru and his and his brother.
0: Yeah, the brothers. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I,
1: I actually really like the brother as a character. You know, who's who's just yeah. like, you know, trying to do, trying to do what's best. And you know, he comes to the conclusion that like, well, it's kind of fucked up what my dad did to my brother, but also, uh, it, it, I I don't want my country to die of starvation so yeah
0: you you kind of understand where he's coming from and i like that i like that they didn't just make him objectively like oh well i'm my my dad's son i gotta do this thing blah 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 like they, they actually yeah. show him being conflicted and being like he's trying to be morally responsible but at the end of the day he's been raised as the heir to this to R- this right. land right and he has to take care of the people not just like one person and so
1: yeah you his... can tell that he
0: wants something he wants his family together, but he can't.
1: His responsibility is definitely to his, like, you know, territory and to his family, right? right? Yeah. And as as somebody who is in charge of a lot of people, you know, he is naturally going to feel like, you know, he is obligated to to help them in, in some way. And, right. you know, even if that some way is, is sacrificing his, his actual brother... And I, I like yes. that. I like that they set this up where he makes the choice himself. Yes. Like I'm glad that he didn't know to begin with, and then when right. he finds out the truth, he's right. still conflicted, but he still comes to the conclusion that like, well, I have to, I have to do this.
0: Exactly. For, for I I the like how I'm much he of. conflicted with his parents about about this, like especially his dad. Yeah. Like, I I love that because it doesn't show like a one sided like. It, it just feels more real, right? <laughs> i i also in a, like in, a, in the, an unrealistic setting
1: <laughs> i i like the like the difference between you know his dad who did this so that his country would be uh prosperous but also so that he could grab a bunch of land and power and exactly. then and then him who's like doing this because he he cares about his right. country. And, he wants and I think
0: that's why it's more compelling for us yeah. to watch the dynamic between the brothers versus, you know, uh, Yakimaru and his dad. Because we yeah. know we're we, we're not interested in dad anymore. Dad's just a scumbag. But the brother, on the other hand, is dealing with some real moral issues.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's just a jerk. And I, I think that's intentional, yeah. too. I, I think it's yeah. supposed to be oh, that Oh, yeah, way. yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think Osamu has done a great job with these characters in terms of, like... Yeah, dad's there, but really we're just building up for the conflict between the brothers. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's continuing. I yeah. I'm interested because it's like it seems like it seemed like it was it was going to come to to like there is a little bit of a an upwards arc at the end of the first set of episodes. Uh yes. and then it kind of like it seems like it's going to return to this like wandering sort of yeah they they did
0: kind of like so the the, i think it was partially because it was like a season finale kind of thing but also it was like a really huge confrontation that they had the confrontation and then immediately the tension like drops off a cliff and then you're back i was honestly i was
1: i was surprised to learn that this was continuing because i was like oh wait where do they go i thought they they were gonna wrap it up
0: yeah exactly but yeah, I guess they they kind of have to kind of continue on their their way because Hyakimaru still doesn't have all of his body parts back, so he's to yeah. still look for the demons and. I mean, I I think yeah. that's
1: I think that's that's fine. Like it's. Um, oh yeah, for It's sure. set up. It's set up well. It's set. It's set up to continue.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because he's not. It's not like he's ready to like take on the Lord and and the and the brother and everyone. Right. There's no, He's he's so ill prepared for that. So. I think I'd be excited to see him get get his body back and then in the meantime have brother deal with whatever he's got going on. Yep. <laughs> Till they confront each other again.
1: So yeah. Looking looking forward to watching the rest of that. Yeah. Let's talk about Kaguya-sama,
0: love is war. They're warring and loving each other.
1: <laughs> yep. It's just it's a show about two people that love each other very much, but they can't admit yeah. it, so they just yeah. go to just ridiculous lengths to try and yeah. make... It's It's like if you had two Sundar like two ultra Tsundere's, and you try yeah. to get them to admit their feelings for each other. It just doesn't oh, happen.
0: Oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I think... I... <laughs> Uh every time I talk to someone about this series where they just kind of like tried it out on a whim there there almost always are like I I liked this way more than I thought I would Yeah <laughs> like this was actually really entertaining I didn't expect it considering the premise and I'm like yeah man <laughs> you have no idea how much they deep dive into the soon-soons
1: <laughs> Yeah I I think there's a real possibility like a real Chance for it to become kind of this like grading dynamic, but I think it manages to toe that line well enough that it
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't feel that way. Because yeah, and, and I think part of the part of the problem with um, setups like this is that they're set up in a way where they can just continue for as long as they want to. Mm-hmm. Like they can just continue forever, and nothing can change. Mm-hmm. And we always return to, to stagnation, to homeostasis. But yes. I don't think that's actually the case in this show. I think uh and having read some more of the manga too, um I think that one of the the greater strengths of this is, you know, again, that they build on what what right. is there. It doesn't they feel are like they're
0: actually building on things. Right, they remember it, I... things that happened earlier in the series.
1: It actually feels like their their relationship is is However, slowly it's going, progressing somewhat.
0: It is actually progressing, yes. Which I I think is one of the reasons why I actually do like this series is because if it just constantly was about the gag, then I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'd be bored, right? Uh, and and the fact that they do remember things like oh, fell fell asleep in the bed together, oh no, or you know that kind of stuff. Like I I, I actually really am enjoying. How it's going?
1: <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> there, this is a a really weird show because <laughs> I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Half, like half, having read the manga, I've read the manga yeah, for this
0: exactly, right? <laughs> and I wasn't
1: expecting the show to be as as even as technically proficient as it was,
0: right? Right? Because I,
1: I think okay. Some people will take issue with the way that the show operates, because the show is so hyper-focused on making sure that you're getting a sense of just how much these characters are overthinking it. Yes. And they feel like they are, to some extent, like being talked down to, like everything's being explained to them. Right, but I think right. I think that's kind of the point, and and I said this like when we talked about this when we opened with this. I think that yes, the narration of literally everything is is the point.
0: It is the point exactly. That's part of the joke. It's right? like,
1: and, and that's not it, gonna <laughs> it's not gonna land with everybody,
0: right? Exactly, but like some people just hate narration in general. Like they want as little of it in in the show that they're watching as possible, and that's fine. Right. Uh, however, that's that just means that this series isn't for you because even in the manga 90% of it is narrating yeah. these characters' thoughts because that's that that's what builds up for the joke right is is right i mean the joke is that they don't how... talk to each other exactly they're just overthinking each other's moves to like the nth degree and it wouldn't land nearly as well if you didn't have that explanation right well, of like yeah. how badly they were overthinking cuz otherwise it would just be like them like playing through a game um. Uh, one of them looks upset at the end That's it
1: <laughs> Right this is this is I think one of uh, You know I, I've said that Like sometimes that you actually do want to, to Tell and not show this is one of those times Right where yes y- yes
0: If exactly. you're doing it to
1: achieve a certain effect Even if people don't like it right Right it is still effective At, at what it's doing and I, a right. lot of people Do like this show right, right. like it, it's It's pretty popular Show yeah yeah because it's like pretty easily accessible. It's it's pretty funny, exactly. you know.
0: Yep, yep.
1: It's it's three little segments per episode, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of feels like a short form, uh, right. except for when it doesn't. Which I, and I I thought I think I said this when we started when we opened um, this one, where I think the reason that it's twenty four minute episodes instead of just being a short form is because. There are uh, parts of the show that delve into longer bits and they play with. I I think it's nice because they play with the time that they have. Like sometimes it's three, sometimes it's two. Mm. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think that. Like the narration is the point, like that's that's the joke. And it, it, and it, it is the central gag. So if you're not into it, then like obviously you're not going to enjoy it.
0: Oh yeah of course it's it's like people just have different tastes and different senses of humor if this if the whole narration bit isn't for you, then that's totally fine that I mean, that just means that this kind of comedy isn't for you and uh you know find something that that suits you
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i I will say that it is quite funny a lot of the gags are and really. One of the reasons that this show is so funny is because so much of it is not like mean-spirited at all. Oh, like it's just yeah. no. it's just it's just straight up charming and yeah. funny that these yeah. people who care about each other refuse to talk to each other because they think that the other person is going to like talk down to them.
0: Right, exactly.
1: When like you know that they wouldn't. They would just Yes they would just be like happy about it
0: yeah no you 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 get to see these like little gems of moments where finally like all of this romantic like tension or whatever finally like like it it it, it comes to a head right and these characters are faced with like an actual like like gesture of affection toward the other and rather than the other one looking down on it they are both like super super stoked but neither of them wants to show it (laughs) exactly (laughs) so it just makes for a lot of a lot of good fun i think (laughs) yeah yeah i i
1: i really like this show i think it's really well put together actually yeah. The the voices are really well done. Yeah, like the yeah, voice yeah. acting is is pretty incredible. The characters, yes. and and this is a a strength of the manga, right? The characters are really well set up in a way that is both straightforward, easily readable, but also like charming and also I think easily subvertible. Like there's yes, I love I love um I love Chica like uh the oh
0: Chica's a gem right
1: because she's so. <laughs> She's so unpredictable, yeah, like every time she's on screen, like something could happen, and you, you kind of get a sense of her character, like you know what she's like, but you yeah. also don't know what she's going to do still.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's such a wild card.
1: <laughs> and I love I love the maid because you have no idea what her real personality is. I think yeah. that's super fun. Uh, I, like, I like the, um, the uh, treasure because he's just he's just the worst. <laughs> Like he's so <laughs> terrible, worst. and I love it. Like he's so he's they, so awful.
0: Yeah, like he you he comes in, and you're like, who is this fool? And then you realize that the show needed him.
1: <laughs> the sh- The show needs him because yeah, he's, he's just
0: yeah. They needed someone who was just the worst.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I also it's also really funny to me that this show is like the the directing lighting and animation of the show is really good for a gag comedy yeah <laughs> like there's so many shots where they play with the lighting there's so many shots where they have like really interesting visual effects on screen for a comedy show
0: Yeah, and I feel like they they almost have to because a lot of this manga takes place in the same settings, right? It's either the student council room, somewhere in the school, or in the characters' rooms, right? And so I love that they vary it up that way so that it doesn't ever feel stale or boring.
1: I I think it sets up the the visual aspect of of the tension really well. I I think it does a lot of work in, in creating atmosphere, Yes. For the monologues in their right. brains to to really land. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the show despite and and I think you're right that it really really needs it because yeah. the show takes place so heavily in people's heads. Yes. That it, it you have to frame things dynamically or else it's not going to be visually very interesting to watch even if it is right. even if the gags are funny but part of the right. reason that they're so funny is because they animate the overreactions so strongly yes. and so dynamically that yes. it feels like you know you you get a sense of like
0: oh no no <laughs>
1: what whatever will we do
0: yeah and and <laughs>
1: It, it it does really well in setting up moments of of uh genuine heartfelt like connection to like when they actually like you know hit that hit that point where they're both like being affectionate it feels really rewarding because you know it, it that's what you've been building up to there's yes. this, there's these moments of like you know when all the romantic tension gets gets resolved gets vented and it's really gratifying to watch it, mm-hmm. and it really feels like you know, just at the end of the day, like a relationship between two people that are really, 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 really bad at talking about their feelings.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I I really yeah. enjoyed
1: kageya Uh, and I don't know if you've watched the last episode.
0: I haven't yet. No. Okay,
1: me neither. But I I've read the manga part of it, and I okay. I, I assure you, it will probably be spectacular. Um, oh, good. So, yeah, for for sure, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next we have Mysteria or Manaria Friends.
1: (laughs) Yep. Mysteria Uh, Manaria Friends. Yeah. A, A short form story thing about two people who go to magic school in Japanese fantasy magic school. Yes. It's like if Harry Potter were really gay.
0: If yeah, like it's actually ju- gay. I mean, let's let's be real. It's just about these two girls falling in love. <laughs> okay, okay, so
1: this is a thing, right? Where I was hoping very hard that they would kiss,
0: but they didn't. <laughs> they they didn't. No, I'll, they, I'll say I'll save you the disappointment they now. They didn't. Yeah, of course they wouldn't.
1: But they get like everywhere, but right they're like,
0: basically married by the I, end, <laughs> I legitimately
1: don't think that they're and this this might be my personal bias, but I don't think there's a there's a way to read this as as a straight sort of friendship relationship i, I think i
0: I would disagree i I okay. actually think that they they very intentionally frame it very romantically, but they straddle that line of like. They could, this could be love, this could be, like, it could be, because I think that the, the way that they frame it is in a way, like, if there's someone who is really just that homophobic, or really just does not want to think about these two girls as in anything but a friendship, then they could interpret it as such. And I think that's one of the reasons why they don't include straight up, right? Like, like, like gestures of romance and stuff. But at the same time, we know a lot of... Uh, Japanese literature and, and storytelling Has a lot to do with like implied Romance right it's not Always gonna yeah. be two characters making out Right and so I feel like they lean Super heavily on that in terms of like I mean it is a romance But if you really are just like about That friendship life then they I mean, can also okay. Just be friends too
1: Right but I feel like I feel like at a certain point like that's just so. That's just what anyone will will arrive at. Like
0: I, exactly. I mean, I, I literally, think, these two girls are like straddling each other on a boat in the sunset. Like, there's. Right. <laughs> how do you interpret that? They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're attracted st- to like each one, other. One is straddling the other on a boat <laughs> yes. in the yes. sunset,
1: and they stare at each other, eyes sparkling, yes. for yes. I swear to God, thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
0: And they're blushing like crazy, and it's just so much. Like, there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah.
1: I read, I read a great essay, uh, and I, I don't remember who it was by. I'll, I'll definitely link it in, in the, okay. um, the link dump. But I read a yeah. great essay by somebody who was talking about the, like, different vectors of, of queerness in media. Right. And I, I do think that this is one of those things that is, like, really heavily coded to be a queer relationship.
0: Exactly. I mean to
1: to the point where like like they really do everything but just outright confirm it. And Exactly. I, I, I think that a lot of Japanese media is very guilty of this, but I also think that Oh yeah. I also think that it's not necessarily the responsibility of, of people to, to outright always outright say it cuz I think I don't want to set up a, a a like expectation where if they don't kiss it's not like a it's not like a canonical relationship cuz that's not how well, you read I, that's I, not how you I, read I, I, text
0: Exactly, and I think that's that's more of a problem with overall media as opposed well, yeah, to. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a big it, structural right. problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we're so used to like when we watch a movie, you know, whatever gender or whatever conflict is going on is if there's a romance, the hero at the end gets a kiss, right? Or they get some kind of love affirmation, like "I I love you" or whatever. I'm in love with you, that kind of thing. And so we're not always a hundred percent used to stories like this where all of that is just implied through the characters' behaviors and interactions with each other, especially in a relationship where one of the characters is like super shy, like in this one, right? Uh or their characters are also in this case quite young. So uh I I just think that this is just like another way to like go about it and and if you <laughs> I, I I just I, I struggle because there are a lot of you know like this is obviously going to be a part of a group that is just really we really want to be represented right in a way that that is like doesn't feel like it's it's being cowardly right i feel like a lot of people watch this show and be like just kiss you cowards right um and i think that's why it, it it feels like it's not right right in terms of of how it's represented, but at the same time, I feel like this kind of media is needed because we need all kinds of media, right? We, we need ones where it is outright that these two characters love each other in a sense of, oh man, they are really just mashing lips mm-hmm. uh, or in, in media like uh, like in Yuri and Ice where they literally are getting married and they're exchanging rings or whatever, right? Um, right? But then I think we also need stuff like this where it's just softer, right? The romance <laughs> yeah, is implied yeah. and these characters are, again, quite young and so they're only just like coming to terms with their own feelings with each other. So.
1: Um
0: but yeah, I mean it it
1: it's yeah, I I do think that this this kind of thing is important and I think it's important that we recognize this as as queer media or as queer readable media or as queer implied media, right? It's yeah. it is almost like it is both heavily implied, right, that they're gay for each other, but it's also like symbolically implied because in a lot of ways their relationship is complicated by the fact that they're, you know, one of them is half dragon. They're both princesses, right? So there is yeah. a there's a sense of like, you know, social obligation that they cannot be together, even beyond the level of like they're both they're both girls. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it's it's very readable as as a as a queer narrative, and I think, I mean, it, it's on purpose, like for like oh, yeah. for one reason or another, whether it is to. um you know, in the sort of, like, cynical uh, corporate sense of, like, of, of queer baiting and, like, um, sort of uh, advocating, you know, right? It, it's, like, there is that cynical take of, like, well, it's just, it's just for the, the pleasure of, of straight dudes to, like, watch two girls yeah. kiss, right?
0: There, there is quite a bit of fan service in this yeah. series as well. So it,
1: like a lot a lot of the shots are are kind of like male gazey for sure. And yes. and like that's that's an undeniable part of of this. Yeah. And and yet like there's also kind of this level of like well you know it is very queer, right? Like there's there's kind of like no two ways around it. Like to anybody that has any kind of ability to read queerness whatsoever. Because, like, I always find this, okay, as an aside, and this related, but as kind of a tangent, I have always found it funny that there's this cultural narrative of, like, oh, man, bro, my gaydar is going off. When, like, like, do do straight people think that they have, like, really accurate gaydars? Because, like, I've seen people miss, like, the most obvious, like, queerness, like, queer coding on screen, and just, like, I can't tell if this is because you're like excessively straight, or if you—it's because you just have no ability to read media. And <laughs> I, I will say part of part of this is because there is a a current of privileging literalness and canonicity in media, right? Mm. When you disincentivize. Reading things symbolically, you miss out on a lot of potential queerness, and I think it does a <laughs> disservice to media to always read it literally because um, like this is the this is the kind of the thing right where like i don 't know if you remember this time in in like gaming review journalism, but there was a time when and I think this this exists for everything, but like there was a time when. Games were not reviewed on the basis of really anything other than their technical aspects, right? Where it's like mm. the controls of this game are a solid eight out of ten the story of <laughs> okay, and this is the most egregious one, right? The story of this game is a six out of ten, and it's like, well
0: okay, you're, it's like, okay, that's your bias though <laughs> you're making such a
1: like such a reductive statement yeah. about a qualitative like like a uh, object, like a qualitative like existence, right? Like you're you're essentially reducing all the complexities of of writing down to a number.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, this is a larger cultural problem. Um, yes, but like, it is. Nowadays, we have a lot more. I mean, I want to say diversity in in terms of like what what we have for for gaming review, because I think. That there are still those places that are like, well, this game is a solid 6 out of 10, right? But there are a lot more places nowadays that actually talk about games and their importance and why something might be good. And they don't just assign it an arbitrary number as if that's some kind of objective value marker. They say, if you like this kind of thing, you might enjoy
0: this. Exactly, yes.
1: And I think there's a lot of pushback to that too. I see a lot of pushback from it. Like God knows my um like some of my roommates friends I I overhear some of their conversations and you know a lot of a lot of them sound like pretty hardcore gamer bros.
0: Ooh-ooh.
1: <laughs> you know these these are the people who are just like I hate Kotaku because it's just suju talking about that was me pronouncing SJW but as like a word oh, by the way. Oh
0: okay, I missed it.
1: Uh, talking about the d- cultural meaning. It doesn't matter, dude. It's video games, and it's like, well, oh no, actually, all of that matters because there's stuff that we consume as products, but also as media that affects us on uh, like on a on a like neurological level. Even if it's not going to rewire our brains to become cold hard killers, it it does have an effect on you you're going to absorb some ideas from it regardless of if you're conscious of it or not and it's such a shame that people just like don't value this this sort of thing they just
0: yeah i i i think because it it sounds displeasurable to them or annoying to them that they don't like it but i think it's important for us to just have a lot of different perspectives and voices on a piece of media in general, right? Because you never, because there's so many ways to interpret it, especially something that's creative, right? It's just like any any kind of book, right? Like you're going to have a book and you're going to have a bunch of people reviewing it and critiquing it, whatever, and, and sending their reviews out. And you as a consumer, it's your job to figure out, okay, I know this critic's voice and what they're biased towards and what they're biased against, I'm going to look at, I'll know that going into this review, or I will learn about that as I look at this person's other works as how they critique things. And so I think it's important to have lots of different voices because you don't know which ones will appeal to you and which ones won't. And so right. I think it's a disservice to just basically be like, Oh, it's just J blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read this bull crap. It's like, it's important though. It's It's important to not just hear an echo chamber of your own thoughts all the freaking time. I mean,
1: it's, it's why we like, it's why we get into a situation where people physically cannot read media because everybody tells them that it's pointless. Everybody Mm. tells them that the only thing that matters is canon. And it's not true. Canon is important Mm. insofar as like representation is, is concerned because like, obviously we want ourselves to be reflected in the things that we watch and play and right. it's important that we see those images of us, especially when growing up, because otherwise we're we're gonna feel like we're invisible. And like, you know, right. that's that's how I felt a lot when I was growing up. I'm sure right. you had similar feelings. Of course. Right. Yeah. You know, it feels it feels like it's it's always weird to me when people are just like, Well, you're just forcing diversity and was like, Well, no, you're forcing no. diversity out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like because because people hold these views right if we didn't if we didn't constantly reinterpret or reevaluate media it from different perspectives we wouldn't have things as beautiful as like into the spider-verse right right Which exactly is literally an interpretation of a like like a, a piece of media that has been instilled into our culture for many decades, for, for just many years now, and it's now being reinterpreted in a different direction, a different perspective, in a way that is fantastic. You wouldn't have this otherwise if people didn't constantly see it from a different perspective, weren't constantly viewing things from a different perspective and getting their voices out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, that is all to say. Men Area Friends is. <laughs> Very gay, <laughs> but they don't kiss, but that's probably all right, I think, I don't know. Honestly, it's like, other than that, it's it's a very, like, it's a very nothing show, and I say that with the utmost affection. It's a very, like, calm, soothing show about literally nothing.
0: Yeah, it's, ju- it's, it's such it's a great wind-down show, like, it's, just like... It,
1: it's so aggressively slice of life, but set yes. in... A fantasy world where yes. life is some it's like slightly different, and I yes. love that, and I lo- yes. I want more of that kind of thing, and yeah. that's why I love shows like Hakumei to mikochi and yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. I love things like Mushishi and right. uh, Kino's yes. Kino's Journey because right. it's very slice of lifey, but the life that we're getting a slice of isn't ours, and I think that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, I I will admit there were times in the show where I was severely like just like ugh, <laughs> like because it, <laughs> it it has those like romantic trope kind of things that they do with these characters, which is again why they they are just romantically involved, right? But like right, it, it does those things, and I'm not I'm not even mad about it that they have it in there because we need this, right? We need these kinds of shows for. Uh, for queer characters and whatnot to right uh, to to hit these tropes, right? Even if I hate these tropes, we need them. <laughs> we need well, listen, representation we,
1: in them. We need them in the same way that we need Captain Marvel, right? Where it's just like <laughs> it's it's kind of okay for it just to sometimes be nothing.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very nice soft show overall, and it's, you know. I, like, it's it's actually really pretty.
1: Yeah, but. it's surprisingly well produced, yeah. which yeah. I'm actually not as surprised about anymore. But it, I mean, really, sci Games has just like upped their production, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, they just make more stuff. I don't know. I was I was yeah. very I'm. I think sci Games is so weird because it's like they just sort of are things now, mm-hmm. but like. It's almost as if so I I swear to God it feels like side sometimes came out of a an alternate universe where corporations are regulated properly. Like <laughs> they don't uh, ostensibly, and this is obviously just from like anecdotal and sort of um, outside perspective. But like apparently they don't like do tons. They don't do overtime. Like mm-hmm. they just don't let you do it. Um, you no, know, they're willing to uh, to compensate their their employees like reasonably well. They. Mm-hmm like, if they're behind on production, they don't work, they don't crunch, they just keep working and delay it until it's out. And that's something that Blue has definitely seen some of, and people are like, when will they come out? It's like, yeah, I mean, when when we get it out, like...
0: Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it, it's
1: like, alright, that's, that's fine. And I mean, they had a good reason for not um, pushing the content that uh, they were expecting out um, earlier, because it was ten whole characters at once, and that's like Just very careful. You should be very careful about doing that Mm -hmm. um, to a game that's like very focused on on that. Um, But yeah, I hope, I don't know, I just hope, I hope they make more stuff. All the stuff that comes out of their universes is very interesting. Um, Rage Mm -hmm. of Bahamut was pretty good. I haven't, okay, I haven't seen the last couple of episodes of season two of Rage of Bahamut, but apparently people really didn't like them, even though everything until that point had been a lot better than season one. So, I will hold that thought until yeah. the day you one day out. when I finish that anime. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think I don't know. I I would watch more side games. There's a there's a sequel to the Granblue anime coming out sometime. I don't know when. Yeah, I
0: saw that. I think it's coming out really soon.
1: Yeah, like I fall, it might, I think. I was gonna say. I think it's coming out sometime this year, which yeah. uh, might be yeah. interesting to look at. We would we would have to watch the um the first. Season.
0: I think uh, that's gonna be your job.
1: <laughs> no no. We we can I'll make you watch it for sure.
0: No <laughs>
1: I'm I'm sorry, Renu. It's just uh
0: Why No
1: you have no choice in the in
0: What? The, uh, How dare yeah. you? Yep. That means I that means I get to make you watch something. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I'll watch whatever you want me to watch. Uh, but this is this is important. You have to watch you have to watch it because I'm not suffering through that alone, Renu. What?
0: Seasons? Okay, I get to have two seasons on you. Wow. Yeah, because there's Grand Blue One, there's Season One, and there's Season Two that's coming out in the fall. Okay, no, 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 but what if what if Season
1: Two is good? (laughs) What if you like it? What if you like it, ready? What if it's not bad?
0: (laughs) I'll have to like actively not like it in order to get my two seasons.
1: Oh no! Don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. We I don't okay. want to be here for I don't want to be here for 3 hours.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh stuff we didn't finish. We unfortunately didn't finish Boogie Pop, which I think it's worth a watch if you uh if you like that the the stuff that persona and whatnot make because that's what they're based on is is actually the influence is quite heavy especially early persona stuff is oh yeah yeah this it's yeah, um it's fascinating
1: <laughs> i actually really like this show i'm kind of sad yeah. that we didn't get to finish it uh, yeah but obviously we have time constraints and obligations and stuff yeah but
0: yeah. it's it's not really a show I, I feel like it's a show that is better off binging rather than watching it weekly anyway oh, because yeah. there's a lot of like yeah there's a lot of stuff going on
1: <laughs> i think lo- i think it actually Luckily started airing like two or three weeks before every other show. So it had it had it finished like a lot earlier.
0: Yes, it did. Yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. it's definitely worth watching all the way through. You're not going to mm-hmm. get it until like episode two or three. It's not going to make sense until then. Like I, pr- I promised. it's just know yes. that it's not in chronological order. Exactly.
0: And that's on purpose. Yeah. And it might even garner like a second, like like a rewatch basically. Right. Uh, I- after you're done because because of the way that it's told. I
1: think this is another show that people didn't necessarily like.
0: Mm. And I think that
1: that's valid. I don't think the show is for everyone. Like, I think that it is very possible that the the, the discontinuous narrative is jarring enough that it takes you out. But I really like the way that it builds the narrative on itself. Mind you, I've only seen six episodes. I don't know how it finishes. I've never read the light novels. But... I am very interested in, in looking at it as, as an early influence on media at that at that time. Like you know, stuff like Persona is, despite the fact that you know Persona is kind of considered like more of a cult game, uh, espe- especially the older ones. I think yeah, we've gotten to the point where it's starting to enter a little like it's starting to peek its head into the mainstream. Yeah, uh, in terms of in terms of like big s- series, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, the, the first couple games, very, like, I mean, it's it's very much just like somebody wanted to make this game. And it feels, I haven't, I don't know anything about Persona 1 or 2 other than Persona 2 was, I guess, I think gay. So there was, was, there was gay. a gay. There was a gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am very interested in the aesthetic of Persona. And, and the yeah, ideas yeah. Of, of Persona. I kind of... I like that Persona is this Japanese perspective on Jungian archetypes and Jungian psychology.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I always think that's really interesting. Because, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, obviously, the, goddamn, the goddamn game series is named Persona, right? Like,
0: Yeah, you know. And they talk about shadows. They talk about the shadows. Yeah, the yeah. true self. I, yeah. I like
1: I like it because it's a way to explore identity especially and and Mm -hmm. i think this is this is actually why i like persona and the reason i like Persona is is one of the reasons i dislike a lot of anime is because it actually is considerate of the fact that they're high school kids and the fact that that's gonna make your identity somewhat malleable Um,
0: exactly yes and
1: if if nothing else it always explores that yes so yep Hopefully we get another Persona game sometime, and other than whatever Persona Five R will be, although if Persona Five R has like a a female protagonist, I'm gonna be super fucking hyped. Uh, hopefully she's canon. I this don't time. think
0: it will. Probably, I, I'm gonna be probably honest. Probably I don't not. think it will. I think it's gonna be another Mari, but yeah. um, in a different in a different way kind of thing. But what if
1: because- what if it was a completely different version where um, it's it's the female main character, and like, it's an alternate storyline, and and what's her face? I don't think that's gonna happen. What, what's her face? Shogi girl gets to be a main party member.
0: Holy bejesus! If she, I don't think it's gonna happen though. No, probably I, not. I, I, if I was
1: gonna make a game based on Persona Five, that's what I would do personally. Yeah,
0: I, I would, I would have Shogi girl in there because she's, in my opinion, the best girl. But, uh. You know what? It's not going to happen, and I think that's fine. I yeah. I will look yeah. forward to Persona Five R because I don't actually own Persona Five. My friend does, which means that I get to buy Persona Five R, and then See, I yeah, I, I was going to say
1: so. I don't own a PS4, so <laughs> if Persona Five R is not going to be on the Vita then yeah. I'm going to have to watch you play it. Yeah, you not watch
0: me play it. Because be
1: I, I don't think Adam's going to revisit another 120 hours of Persona. No,
0: I think that's too much, especially so soon, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm very interested in, in Boogie Pop. I, I might actually go back and finish it. I say I, as if I have ever done that in the history of my entire fucking life. Yeah. But I want to. <laughs> but I want to.
0: It's an aspiration. It's an <laughs> aspiration.
1: Um, I'm, I'm very interested in, in this sort of like uh, shadow world aesthetic, like this like under the surface supernatural tension.
0: I, I do actually really like that part of the series. Yeah. I, I love it because I,
1: it's done in a different way, I think, than a lot of American fiction deals with this. Because when I was growing up, I read a lot of books about, you know, sort of ma- like urban fantasy, I guess you could call them in a sure, sense. yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's like, ah, uh, yeah, the secret world of, of monsters and stuff. But I kind of right. like that in Japanese uh, fantasy or, like, urban urban fantasy, it's always, always heavily integrated with the urban part of the urban fantasy. Yes, you know? it is. It's not that they're mm-hmm. separate worlds. It's that they exist meshed with each other. And yeah, the reason, they coexist,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I think it, it sets up the tension really uh, a better, too, because I think that some, some of the problems I have with... Um, you know, books that are kind of like abstracted a little bit, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even even Percy Jackson, right? That that series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, to some extent is somewhat guilty of this. But I, I think of all the sort of young, um, young adult American fiction, that's one of the better ones, especially because um, Rick Riordan pulled like the fucking sickest heist of the century uh, because he made a popular series about like Greek gods in modern-day life. First of all, he made the Greek gods awesome. Like, they wear, Uh like, they wear, like, Hawaiian shirts and sunglasses because Poseidon is, like, your fucking dad. Um,
0: Yes!
1: (laughs) And second of all, a lot, it's, that, that book series does more for diversity in visible American fiction than, like, nearly every other young adult piece that has existed. Interesting. Before, like, I'm gonna say, like, 24. 14 like there's mm. the main character of the first book has dyslexia and you know the characters in the next couple books are like trans and mm. have differing sexualities it's kind of amazing and like this this is these are like disney backed books mm. like he, he got he got like disney's backing and then suddenly he was like all right shit now it's time <laughs> Time to reveal. <laughs> Time to reveal. Everyone's gay, sucker.
0: And <laughs> now Disney's like, oh no, we can't. Oh do no, this anymore. what have we done? We have to remove it. We just like, have we to remove the gays it. And, and the, and the, that. China removed the gays from that wood series. That yeah, but I mean, it's everyone still watched it. <laughs> I mean, going,
1: going, returning to my point, right? It's uh, the the integration is is important in setting up stakes because it really feels like it actually is a threat to people. Yeah. Right?
0: And, like, mm-hmm.
1: I think this is also the case with The Promised Neverland to some extent. I think that because the stakes are so intimately tied to the well-being of characters and not necessarily to some abstract state, it it yes. feels a lot more impactful. Like, if yes. if the kids escape, you know that the person who's going to be punished is Isabella. And yes. And you're like, and because we, we spend some time from her perspective and we get to know her backstory, right? To some extent, you're like, oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Yeah. So because it sets up the real human stakes and like, you know, the, the bad things that real people can do, um, it, it works out really well. Cause I think a lot of boogie pop can be read as, as metaphorical for, um, you know, kind of real things that happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to watch it. I probably won't, but I'll, I'll try my, my uh-huh. darndest. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you do like any of the stuff that we just talked about, you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't watch anything that you didn't watch, even though I desperately tried to.
0: Don't worry about it. I'll lightning round it. Go. Um So, I talked about this briefly last week. Uh, I mean, last episode, but um, I finished Run with the Wind. I got very emotional because this is perhaps one of my favorite sports anime that I've ever watched, and I've ah. watched quite a few. Yeah, it is. Like genuinely, like I want to go out and buy it because it is that rewarding at the end where they have each of the boys has their own character arc and it comes to like, you know, it, it, the way that it comes about at the end is so rewarding. And you feel like ah this is the reason why they decided to run, even though like the whole premise was that uh Haiji was getting all these boys together, like kind of like like ambushing them right into being part of his track team. And at the end, they all find their reasons why they decided to stick around and continue running, and it's beautiful. Uh, I uh, also watched Piano No More the second season, which um, the last episode still hasn't released, but I'm actually really happy with the way that it's turned out because they got rid of that dumb CG that they kept using in the first season for the piano hands. Bless me. They just decided that they're only going to show a couple of shots of actual you know like the the animated piano hands and then and then for the most part just let the music speak for itself and it's really really beautiful so if you love beautiful piano music uh i mean watch it it's it's a great anime like it's apparently the manga has won lots of awards, and so if you imagine a manga about piano music where you can't even actually hear the piano music being played mm-hmm. and yet the storytelling is strong enough to carry the story forward They put actual music now in the anime, so it's great. I I love it a lot. Um, I also continued Jojo, uh, Golden Experience, Golden Wind. It's it's called Golden Wind, but his power is Golden Experience. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, it's continuing as well. Uh, It's interesting. I still, I'm not entirely sure, like, how much I like it in terms of like like because you inevitably compare it to previous seasons of JoJo you know um so far the previous one to this one has been the one that i like the most because like i guess like creatively like like visually and storytelling wise it was very like it was just awesome right uh-huh. uh and then for this one it's very much like uh it's so battle focused right they like hyper focuses on battle as opposed to previous seasons where there was more stuff like for uh, a character interaction like goofing off kind of thing there's a bit of that a bit of that kind of campiness and then this one there's like very little campiness it's basically just all battles and so that has its strengths and weaknesses you know considering Iraqi's writing like if you like his type of the way that he approaches fights and whatnot then you'll love this season if you are only okay with that stuff and you only and you really like the the character interactions more, you might not like the season as much. So it just depends. It's it feels like each season caters to a different part of the JoJo audience. <laughs> so
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's true. I think that um yeah. and of of course speaking as somebody who has never actually watched it, I'm I'm actually planning on doing it as soon as I um get some time. Uh which yeah. is arguably never, but also like actually maybe feasible
0: it might be feasible if you decide to yeah, do a part-time semester and I then want you to, graduate and whatnot and right exactly
1: i want to watch yeah. it so that i can i can get all the jojo memes
0: yeah you'll be able to understand all the memes
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um so yeah i i'll be i'll continue watching it because i'm invested and i want to see what happens so um I also watch uh it, it this is a Chinese anime but it's Wei Kanjian or Dola uh the second season is what came out just most recently in February I think um in Japanese it's called Hora Mimi Gamite yo and um it's like a really cute short form kind of anime um about this author boy who falls in love with a cat boy cat ear boy hmm. and um it's very, very moe, like... But the art style is, like, so, like... It's not, like, that moe blob kind of style. It's, it's like, a... It almost looks like a hand-drawn kind oh. of style. But, but digitized, right? And so, it's very... Oh, I very, love this. Right, It's it looks very cute. And, um... It's it's short-form, like I said. I think it's great as a short-form because it doesn't overstay its welcome because this kind of premise would just drive me crazy right yeah because it's a short form it's like okay i can just watch it really easily whatever it's fine and then they start introducing the other characters which uh, the other characters are arguably more interesting and so i'm i'm more invested in them than anything else um -hmm. yeah uh it's it's a nice little watch if you like cute art style and stuff like that and you want to see boy fall in love with cat boy
1: it does it does look cute?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Honorable yeah. mentions. I think that's that's it of the stuff that I've watched that you didn't. <laughs> okay.
1: Honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna shout out quintessential quintuplets because I think the animation quality is probably inconsistent. I don't know. We only watched one episode, but even in that one, it was a little bit, which is like not a good sign because the first episode is where you kind of want to put your effort. Like your best foot forward, but the story I've read the manga; it's pretty cute. The um, the way that it handles like a harem show, I think, is better than most harems that have come out in in the last couple of years. I think hmm. that it actually legitimately feels like a good uh, addition to the to this genre. You know, it, okay, it, it gives me a lot of um, it it When I was reading it, it actually reminded me why I read these back when I was like twelve. It was like, oh, oh, yeah, interesting. Because you know, I, I, think it. it I don't remember how much we talked about this when we when we um, started the season, but you know, it, it builds the characters really well, and it establishes their personalities, and it makes sure that they're not just one note, and it also makes sure uh, makes sure that they're, um. Like, gonna develop, right? It feels like the characters actually get development, and it feels. It, it, I, I think the Songs and also it doesn't feel like they leave characters behind once their development is is done, which I think is important. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of that owes to the, to the family dynamic. Um I still haven't watched it. Like I passed <laughs> the first episode, so that's all I can really say about it. Yeah. But, but you, you know, do
0: have at least the backing of the manga, so I imagine they would follow right. the manga. Yeah.
1: But if you I mean if you watch an episode or two uh and you don't like it. I would honestly consider just, like, recommending reading the manga, because it's the same story, but the actual art of it is, like, really, really, really good. Like, it's gorgeous. It, mm. It's, like, really, really polished for um, a... Uh, like, a a weekly harem manga. Which isn't to say yeah. that, like, you know, stuff like Love Hina and, and uh... I don't know, Nisa Koi looked bad. They actually looked quite good. But this this feels like there's a lot of, of care and attention put into like framing and paneling right. and so many sparkles right now. there's so many sparkles.
0: Yes, that's how you do in harem. Yeah. I I honestly think that you
1: would like the art of this. I like, mm. I think I think you would like it. Um I don't know about the story because I know you you are not super into frustrating <laughs>
0: Relationships help me
1: <laughs> so I don't know. De- depends. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, it is.
1: it is actually quite charming, it's quite funny. Um, mm. and you will You'll like the quintuplets. And also, you know, one of them is voiced by um Kana Hanazawa. So, <laughs> did I say that right? Kana Hanazawa, your
0: wife, your wife.
1: I can never remember if it's Kana Hanazawa or Hana Kanazawa. Okay, it's ha- uh. it's Kana Hanazawa.
0: You got it right. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: My, um, Please Bora. remember
0: the name of your wife. This this will be embarrassing for you. It's it's so like it's because it <laughs>
1: rhymes internally all the yeah. way through. It's like yeah. there is an there is an A every other letter. Renu.
0: Yeah. Every 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 vowel is an A. <laughs> I can
1: remember I can remember the Ana and I can remember the Anazawa. I just don't <laughs> remember where the consonants go.
0: <laughs> How dare you call yourself a fan of hers? I know. I guess I'm not a real fan.
1: But yes. <laughs> Borat voice my wife Kana Hanazawa. <laughs> uh I think that's it. I think that's that's kind of all all we got through. It was yes, that's it. Some, somewhat quieter in terms of like the amount of of stuff that was yeah. like super good or or that was good in general, but definitely did not disappoint in terms of like landing shows that were really oh, yeah. really good. Like yes, there yes, were yes. at least 3 that were really, really good and some very, very strong contention for the other slots. So, yeah. You know, um, very solid, very solid season all around. Yeah, uh, I'm,
0: I'm not glad very because quiet of that we finished the shows.
1: <laughs> Assuming that we finished the shows, yeah. It, yeah. it was a little quieter than uh, last, last season, but yeah. that's just because last, last season and last year were absolutely Buck Wild. Yeah. Like, that is it's so abnormal for that many good shows to come yeah, out. Yeah,
0: it really is. In that yeah.
1: close of a succession. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: very much, very much that was, um, I don't know, I think, I think it was a good season, honestly. I
0: think I'm,
1: so. I'm looking forward to question mark of the next season.
0: Yes, I am actually pretty excited for the next season cuz there's there's a couple of things that I'm like I wonder how it'll turn out. <laughs> and I think yeah. y'all know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm very curious about certain things. Yes. Uh that are
0: in.
1: <laughs> mhm. And I think I, I think, think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So What are you going to be up to? What where can we find you on the internet?
0: Hello? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook at SwanDrawn. I am also on Instagram at Swan.drawn. I stream every Friday on Twitch, usually art stuff. Um, I've been on a Pixel art rampage. Um, but uh I because I recent oh my gosh, I recently switched over to using sprite and oh my god, it's so much faster. So mm. bless me. I can I've been using it for uh, you for editing the podcast now like the images and stuff holy hmm. cannoli bajolis <laughs> it's so much faster so uh other than that I will be like I said at anime Boston next weekend so if you guys are in the area or if you're attending by all means stop by my booth I would love to see you um other than that it will be it is convention season so that's basically what I'll be working Oof. on is stuff for that for now until the end of summer (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) goodbye me (laughs) what are you up to
1: uh I mean I have to continue to fill out this application to go part-time I have to do some real-life bookkeeping to make sure that all my graduation stuff is in order uh all my requirements are filled out so that's definitely not a problem. Um yeah. I I just need to um like I just need to sign up for uh commencement which is the part of graduation where you walk. Yeah. So that's very important to my family. I I don't really oh.
0: care about.
1: <laughs> I mean I don't really care about walking.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't really care about it either um when I graduated, so.
1: Yeah. Oh. That's right, fruits basket remake yeah. next next season that's, Yeah, that's oh. what I, that's one of the things
0: I was referencing when I was saying, I'm looking forward to see how it turns out
1: of course,
0: yeah, how could you forget, fool <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know oh well
0: <laughs> um yeah, other than that
1: like i i'm just I'm just rolling, man, uh it's still the beginning of the quarter, so despite the fact that I'm still like a little bit sick, i I'm doing pretty okay. Oh good. I feel like I have some some breathing room.
0: Yeah, please balance it better than you did last quarter.
1: Oh, that's We're unfortunate. Off to yell at yeah. you some more. You know what? It's it's fine because if if I um if I go part-time, it'll be the opposite of, of last quarter where all my classes will not be stacked on the same day. I will have adequate time to sleep, probably. I okay. have like one class a day, which I'm like, I am kind of annoyed that I have to go to campus four out of five possible days because it's like forty minutes ish every way. So it's oh. like I'm I'm spending like an because okay the, the thing about the bus schedule is that there's not enough buses. Oh, and they don't run as often as they should because right. the for. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so they just they, once again, in in the midterms, uh, they proposed to increase the amount of money that we get for the transportation services. And guess what? We didn't do it because we're really, really bad at managing anything. If you tell people the taxes will go up, it doesn't matter if the students are doing great. They're just gonna say fuck off. <coughs> so, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty upset about that. Uh, we've been having more strikes recently oh. um with like some amount of frequency i i apparently this ha- has happened before um and i mean i'm i'm all for it like i'm i'm all for letting uh people disrupt my daily schedule for um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds it sounds like i'm being like sarcastic or facetious. i'm i'm really not like yeah i'm i'm completely okay with with that happening uh it's just that Man, it just feels like the the college is not listening, and that that's such a bummer. Yeah. Um, luckily my professor, uh, we had a strike on Wednesday, and luckily my my professor is like understanding enough to be like, well, we're just not gonna have class that day because you know I'm not gonna cross a picket line. It's like good,
0: because I yeah. won't either. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Um. That's, like, the least I can do, honestly. Because, like, (laughs) God knows my schedule is ridiculous. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it takes, like, an hour and 20 minutes round trip, usually. Which doesn't even account for the time that I have to spend on campus waiting for a bus that isn't so full that they physically cannot fit more people on it. Which has happened to me. I have literally stood at a bus stop waiting for... Upwards of thirty minutes waiting for a bus that has room in it.
0: <laughs> like
1: I once had three or four buses pass by me and just they're just so full that Right. I they he- don't even stop on. for
0: you, they just keep driving because they're so Right, exactly. Full. <laughs> Cause like
1: I mean, people just there's just not enough buses to accommodate the amount of students that there are, which is yeah. just a, a huge bummer. And I wish yeah. it wasn't that way, but mm-hmm. it, it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, you know, our campus is at the top of a mountain, so... Uh,
0: Heck, it easy. takes so long
1: to get up there, Renu.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: But, yeah. Uh, other than that, I'll live, honestly, because, like, it just means that I have more time to listen to podcasts. And <laughs> we have... Or at the very least, if I only have two classes, like, my workload will be easier, even if it's just a little bit, so... Right. Yeah, that's that's what okay. I'm that's what I'm looking at right now. It looks it looks like it'll be fine, and then okay. I'll probably graduate, and and then it'll be it'll be it. Uh, I'll be released into the world as some kind of
0: fish. A fish. I mean, y- you fish. could be, as some people might say, like a shark, or perhaps a, a mammal of yeah. whale descent.
1: Yeah, I'll be I'll be, a little, I'll, be a little, I'll just freed into the ocean. Yeah, freed into the ocean.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it'll be fine. I I I mean, we're gonna like, I swear, two or three episodes from now, you're gonna hear it. Just like the (sighs) I'm dying. (laughs) I can't wait for you to hear it. But you can find me all the
0: places.
1: (laughs) You can find me all the places at Literal Soup. If I'm on a place, it's there. Yay! I'm. Really not doing anything more exciting than that, huh? Like, it's just really not. Like, we have some stuff in the pipeline, and that'll get announced at some point. Yeah! Yeah! Don't worry, we're working hard for your entertainment.
0: (laughs) Yeah! Yeah!
1: Yeah! Okay, (laughs) our opening is by Scotty Network, and our ending is by Takuma Okada. They're really cool. Check them out. I love them. They're great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and find you can our, find our, our Twitter. Yeah. yeah. At Absolute Cast. We yeah. don't always post pictures of lady thighs in thigh highs or whatever. That's not what our. Even though our branding, even though our podcast is named that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what we post about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soup just posts his thoughts on there a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> post my thoughts. But we also put our updates on there. So, yeah. Updates.
1: <laughs> And stuff. I don't know. Oh, you should definitely watch the the video versions. We have a we have the new opening. Um, Renu has has worked tirelessly to present <laughs> at a, us. At a
0: month where I was absent because I was working on that, and then now right. I'm here, and it's done.
1: And it's it's absolutely beautiful and, and <laughs> wonderful. And it's now it's so good, Renu. It's so good.
0: I already want to like redo it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god, Renu. <laughs>
1: Renu, please leave some time for yourself,
0: please. Uh, I know. I I'm not going to. It's going to be up there for probably. we will probably have to like have that just be our intro for like a year until like I actually have time to update probably. it or something. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lots yeah. of other things to work on in the meantime. And, and yeah, we
1: are we are Majima Construction <laughs> Company. <laughs> How, did, how does that go again? How does that go again, Renna? You do it.
0: Oh, uh, but it goes like, Majima, 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 Majima. Uh, I, I don't remember the actual <laughs> words. <laughs> I gave you the link. The, now I have I supposed, to pull it up because thought, it's in Japanese. Uh, but am I supposed to memorize it? Yeah, you're supposed to memorize it. You're more fluent than me. I thought we were going to do this together. No, you're supposed to play it, and it's going to be all inspirational, and that's what it's I, going I to be. I played it last time! Yeah, you had to play it again.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't play it every time,
1: end is going to be like eight miles long!
0: Oh, but it's so good. No, you don't play the whole thing, just play the end of it. <laughs> just play
1: the end of it? Oh, yeah, because
0: mm-hmm. it says, Sorega wareda, nagoro majima, majima There. Okay,
1: did. you did yeah, it. I did All it right. out
0: of tune just for you. <laughs> we'll.
1: I, I mean, okay, sure. We'll 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 re- we'll look into this again and come back to you next week. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully one of us will have remembered to memorize this.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Hmm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we're we're Majumit Construction Company. That's us! Majima <laughs> yeah. Construction Territory! Yeah. M- territory? Yeah. Absolute no. territory. But M- Majima Construction...
0: He owns us.
1: He owns us. Majima territory. Absolute Majima. <laughs> I hope wherever Guru Majima is, he's having a great day. I
0: mean, he did wear, like, thought He did wear, like, fishnet stockings at one point, so he has some absolute territory going
1: on. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like if any character... Is- the series is, is going to, it's going to be oral.
0: <laughs> okay, we're done.
1: Okay.